welcome to <laughs> Artist versus Mogul, <laughs> where we take a major pop culture figure and discuss them on a binary. Are they an artist or a mogul? That is to say, is their modus operandi at its core about the expression of imagination and creativity or the accumulation of wealth and power? My name is Dan Foster, and I'm already a little bit sensitive about having said modus operandi so many times. <laughs> it feels very pretentious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Uh, to my right, uh, it's the Prince of Persuasion, the deacon of the dialectic, Josh Whitaker. Josh, we are recording this episode for the first time out of my gazebo. How are you feeling about that? I feel like it was a great suggestion by myself. Yeah. You got this beautiful gazebo out here. You got to put it to use. This I is, know. This is going to go well. Is it pretentious to talk so much about my gazebo? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. I enjoy it. And, oh my gosh, to my left, uh, he's complained about what I've called him before, so I have a new nickname for him. My hot take beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, he's so strong and powerful with his hot takes. It's Joel Sinensky. Joel, how you feel about the new nickname? You know, uh, if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> I do like it better. Uh, <laughs> it is an upgrade for me than over Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really, this is a classic almost. Like, what's the thing when someone's, like, held prisoner and they grow to, like, like, like their, like the, the warden? Stockholm disease. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, where yeah, that, yeah. You've, you've, you've taken me to the point where being called a hot take beefcake seems like a positive thing to me <laughs> yeah. but that really is where i'm at now it's like you said beefcake and i was like Whew, okay that's not so bad beefcake beefcake i can work with beefcake, i've been trying to go to the, I mean, i've been trying to go to the gym hottie with a body hottie with a body i've been trying to work out so yeah. you know i'll take it I, okay. I i will take it well i'm very good i'm feeling we're all i'm a, we're all feeling a little loose in this gazebo and i like it yeah. uh oh, yeah. but guys you know, we're not here to just talk about beefcakes. Let's talk Taylor Swift. <laughs> T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle, a true pop sensation, formerly a country sensation, released such hits as Shake It Off, Mean, Our Song, and We Are Never, Ever, Ever Getting Back Together. Uh, but, guys, you've got a blank space, babies. <laughs> are you writing artist okay. or mogul? Joel? Uh... All right, so I, I am going to say mogul. Mm. And so here's my basic thinking about this. I think Taylor Swift is a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. Of the uh, all the really, really huge major pop stars, the two that I li have listened to the most in my life are Taylor and Rihanna, for sure. And of those two, Taylor's the one who writes a lot of her own stuff. So I think she has had a pretty traditional track for a lot of people who become as big as she is, where she started as an artist, as a songwriter, and she's become a mogul. Mm. And the clearest example I can think of that, like a kind of microcosmic example of that is... Taking you back to November 2017, when the launch of Reputation, her last album. Very specific date. I uh, it. Well, it's not a date. It's a month. And it's, I mean, it is a date, I it's guess. Date. But it's, yeah, I, you're I, taking I, us back to a time. I wouldn't November say a month. Yeah. Someone would argue that a month is not a specific date, but I'll, I'll go with it. Who but would argue that? I would argue that. But okay. anyway, like, Dan... This I had a whole I had a whole dialectic planned here. <laughs> yeah, okay, I practiced in the car on the way over, and you've <laughs> okay. broken the stride. So, 
I don't know if you guys remember, when Reputation came out, she did this thing. It, it was kind of Definitely a disastrous album rollout overall. The first single was really bad. There's just a lot of issues with it. But basically, she did this partnership with UPS. Do you guys remember this? No. Where basically, for several days, UPS had her face plastered on the side of a bunch of their trucks all over the country. And it was this sort of inter... It was sort of this branding thing where she was mixed up with the brand. I still don't even totally understand what it was. It was like they were distributing her album, and in doing so, they had her face on the side of the... Bu- of all of their UPS trucks, it did happen, and it kind of blew up in her face a little bit as part of kind of the album rollout. A lot of people said it was way too obviously capitalistic, way too kind of like gauche and all these things. Where I, it was just the kind of thing where it was too obvious a synchronicity with a brand. Uh-huh. And so she did this, and she's done a lot of kind of things like this. Well, in when years. did this happen? This happened right before Reputation came. Like November twenty third. God. <laughs> so here's my question. She did this, and she has done other very, very, and that's a mogul move to try and do a synchronicity with a major brand that has. There's no artistic reason to try and tie your album rollout with a massive corporation like that. That is a mogul move. It's about trying to take over the means of distribution of your entire album. And she has done other mogulish moves like that in recent years. Mm. She's very litigious. She famously copyrighted the phrase 1989 after um, after her album. She copyrighted the phrase? no. She copyrighted the date 1989. She copyrighted some other phrases from the album. There are very general phrases so basically here's my point she has made some very mogul moves lately and the question i have is did she make these decisions or did her management and her people make these decisions right so for me the question that we're addressing with taylor is not is she a mogul or an artist it is how much agency does she have over her own life because if you look at her career in the last few years and the moves that she's been making they are mogul moves. So the question is, is she being pushed into these moves or is she deciding to make them herself? It's hard to know for sure, but I think she does have agency in her own life. I think she is making these decisions herself, that she's the one making decisions. She is the one who knocks. Yeah. And I, because of that, I think that she has become a mogul. Great. So usually we just say what we are, everyone says it, and then we go into our opening arguments. But what do you mean it's usually? Cool wait, you wait, wait, talk wait, wait, like wait, 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 Josh, I have uh, so many thoughts now. I'm, I know, I'm so I know, glad. I know. That's the no, issue. No, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go deep. I just, uh, yeah, great. I'm glad that 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 just happened because I've, I'm pretty empty on this on this topic. I've, I know some things about Taylor Swift. I can have an opinion when when needed, but it's hilarious to me, first of all, that <laughs> that the two <laughs> people you've listened to the most. In your whole life, are Taylor Swift no, and no, Rihanna? No. no, the two pop stars I've listened to the most in Did my life. Did you just start listening to music two years ago? No, the, the, the two pop stars I've listened to the most in my life. The, 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 they are not. Still, they are like the are you bo- kidding me? They're not yeah. in not the top Michael fifty Jackson, of artists Madonna. I've listened to the most in my life. If oh, you are, if you are uh, just joining us, Joel has stated that his two favorite musical <laughs> artists of all time. <laughs> Are Taylor Swift no, no. and Rihanna? I don't think. I don't think about. <laughs> I mean, I actually really don't listen to Michael Jackson that much. But I don't think about Michael Jackson or Prince or those people in the same thing. I'm talking about modern day pop stars. Great. They sure. are the two my, sure. my my two favorites. Um, what's your opinion? What artist or mogul? As a songwriter, um, I, I have to give people credit where it's due. And Taylor Swift is a songwriter more so than she is a singer. 
And um, from that perspective, I think uh, that's that's going to make her lean artist for me. Mm. Great. And me, Dan Foster. <laughs> Why did I even say it like that? Uh, my opinion is mogul. Uh, Joel, although we have a deep tension, we are on the same team. That's great. You know, Dan, I just wish you would sort of, when you host the show, like let us know when we're supposed to be saying things. It's been, we took a break. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded. I mean, yeah. I'm a little off practice. I could uh -huh. use a little help from the host yeah. rather than just being reprimanded <laughs> I when I don't follow you the didn't correct take a structure. Breath. You didn't take a single breath during that monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. <laughs> that was my opening statement. And it was, it was. beautiful. And I, I agree uh, with you. I uh, she makes mogul moves. I, I want to talk about a lot of things um, with Taylor Swift, but to me, like, uh, we are following the path of, you know, a 16-year-old kid who was motivated by the craft of songwriting and loved Tom Petty and, and was certainly, at some point, like, uh, motivated by artistry. But has become a huge, huge, huge pop sensation. Uh, not just uh, her music is tracked, but every moment of her life. And, and she is consciously making choices, purchases, corporate connections, and moves toward moguldom. I also think she voted for Trump. That's Which is a very mogul move. No way. Is that real? <laughs> that, that is that is a mogul move. Wait. It's not real. That is the... I mean, we don't know who she voted for. I do know that she has a habit of having her lawyers shut down websites and writers who even criticize her for not stake, for not being political, which I actually do think she kind of has a point on that because it's up to her whether she should be political or not. But also, True. she's very yeah. litig she's very litigious, I hope which is a mogul move. I hope we get sued. Oh, we could get sued. <laughs> I mean, this is the episode where we'll get sued yeah. more likely than any other, and that yeah. in and of itself Wait. is proof that she's a mogul. Yeah. Taylor Swift is is that secretive, that, that private, as a whether she's just a big pop star or a mogul, that she, she has lawyers like Rush stories that might make her sound on any yeah. side of the fence politically? Although she yes. does write songs about her critics, which is a little bit artistic. Um, her songwriting is artistic. I mean, I mean, she she is an artistic songwriter, I think. But yeah. uh, but no, there was a, there's a few stories about people because there's basically this big thing where everyone got up again up in arms because she didn't really pick a side in the 2016 election. She was not. She was fairly consciously apolitical in the election she said she voted but like beyonce like was stumping for hillary yeah a lot and taylor didn't say one way or the other exactly she was which voting. i have to say honestly right, right. <laughs> yeah maybe i mean i think it i think it indicates that she wants to hold on to all of her fans is what i think that indicates it's the same so yeah i mm. i kind of feel like i I see her side with that stuff. I see her side that, like, if she's this massive pop star, she doesn't want to alienate her fans. I mean, you can say that that's a bad choice. You can say that this is, like, th these are times where it's more important for you to come out um, politically. But that's her choice. I do think the fact that she has, on record, had her lawyer send cease and desist letters to, like, blogs and random websites that have deemed to question who she might have voted for or whether it would be wise for her to come out against Trump, that feels like a mogul move. 
But in terms no, of the actual, this, this, in, in terms of the actual like thing of like who she voted for or not, I kind of am on the side of, you know, it's her choice, and she's got a massive fan base. So you're pro-choice. I'm pro. Uh, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, great, cool. I'm just. No. I was just making sure that wasn't a trick question. No. I, I was really with any question you ask me, Dan. I feel like there's like a trap door where it's like if I answer what seems to be the correct answer, it could uh, blow up in my let face. Me, let but me yeah. touch on this a little bit more because this is actually really uh, blowing my mind and opening my eyes to like what kind of person she or her agency. Uh, is stand for not that you have to t- pick, take a political side or anything like that, but if Taylor, if Taylor Swift is that much of a fucking mogul and she has that much of a fucking grip on the industry and on her fan base, she shouldn't be afraid and, and sensitive that she's gonna hurt somebody's fucking feelings. Well, I mean, if she's apolitical though, like if she doesn't really have a then why would she vote well i i I feel like i'm making your argument for you a little bit she did vote she did vote but like here's the so here's the thing because everyone should vote regardless of whether they are political or not yeah exactly everyone should vote um but here's the thing uh you know it's almost commercially viable right now to be politically active like uh, right. I, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. no it no is no. almost a mogul move to like to be, be anti-Trump. Yes. Like <laughs> at the current. I will moment. say, Eminem coming out anti-Trump was a mogul move. A rare mogul move from one of the truest artists <laughs> ever in <laughs> music industry. Okay, but okay. it was uh, a mogul move. Back on track. I I am kind of the host, nominally the host of this show, and I didn't steer you back before, but I will do it here. Uh, we are talking about Taylor Swift. Um, so my particular uh, belief system about Taylor is that she's a mogul for a couple reasons. One, I love to investigate what kind of money moves that uh, artists do outside of their recording and their touring. and. Taylor Swift is a real estate mogul. Taylor Swift won't stop buying properties in Tribeca. Taylor Swift is constantly buying and selling houses in L.A. It's a regular Sean Hannity with those kinds of moves. (laughs) I don't get that reference, but I like it. Sean Hannity buys properties? Yeah. There's a whole thing thing about, but we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into that. Go ahead, Dan. So uh, I love the reference. Specifically because I don't get it. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, Taylor Swift like will buy mansions in LA and then sell them pretty quickly based on the like cachet that formerly being uh, owned by Taylor Swift. Is this true? Has, yeah. Oh, for sure. Wow. Uh, this is real. I mean, she is a real estate mogul. She is. I, 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 so she I'm buys houses, and then the realtor is like, you know who used to live in this house? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Taylor. Taylor Swift. It's actually <laughs> genius. So brilliant. And she never probably even lived there. Yeah, She's no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, she just owned it. That's um, crazy. So uh, for me, she is making constant moves for accumulation of wealth. And as far as I know, Taylor Swift has no sort of um, – like, uh, 
donation history in like a um, charity way. Mm. She's just trying to make as much. She money must donate. She must donate some money to charity, though. Uh, well, as far as I know, is what. I well, what are you looking? What are you looking at? I, I mean, at all. So it would be as far as I know. Okay. No, she's probably charitable. She's charitable. I mean, okay. I, I have Do to... Any, anyone, as far as you know, she's not. As far <laughs> as I know, anyone with that level of money who's not like a psychopath is, is charitable. Just and to be like a public person, you want to be charitable. they don't give Kids' Choice Awards away to people that are not charitable. <laughs> yeah, the, the Kids' Choice Awards has some fucking decency and tact. They don't just give those things away. What are you talking <laughs> are you about? The kids' me? choice. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Isn't that like you think kids choose based on charitable giving? Kids aren't choosing the shit. Yes, the kids Whoa! The kids, the kids aren't choosing. Kids, that's kids can't vote. Kids no, the kids can vote for one award. The kids' choice awards. Do you think the kids' choice awards is about? What? Philanthropy? <laughs> is that totally? They're pretty sure Yo. all the money goes to the Make a Wish Foundation. I'm well, on. if it came out that kids were not choosing the Kids Choice Awards, <laughs> that would be a scandal. <laughs> if that if that was, was became public. Please, please. As like, far as we know, the Illuminati is choosing the Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> Somebody find out who votes on the Kids. Kids do the kids vote with what? Kids do with what? Online on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's been around for a long time. Before you could just text in your fucking. You sent a letter. <laughs> you write it in. You called. I don't. All right. We are further off the rails than we've ever been, and I can't help but love it. Okay. So, Josh. What's up? I need to know about songwriting from Taylor Swift. Why? Why is Taylor Swift uh, an artist to you? Um, I'm gonna ask you first to grab me another beer out of the cooler. Is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that we have to very vocally wow. talk about the beer we drink. <laughs> Honestly, what a what a persuasive <laughs> argument so far. <laughs> I'm gonna need a beer to talk about. This. <laughs> it doesn't really. I mean, I'm, I, you know. I'm halfway the there now. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. There's a question. I, I forgot it. What was... Uh, the question is, like, let's talk about Taylor Swift's songwriting. Like, let's figure out why you believe she's an artist. Because you, you're you in the minority here, so the burden right. of proof is on you in a certain way. All right. Um, so <laughs> proving that is... is it's, it's in the pudding, man. It's in the fucking pudding. Taylor, Taylor Swift apparently writes a bunch of really dope songs. But to me... It's not about those songs being good or bad. It's about them having influence, right? And from a country music singer to be able to write songs that resonate with country music fans and then switching over to the Kids' Choice Award crowd and being able to really, really re uh, be relevant to that quote-unquote Kids' <laughs> Choice Award crowd. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. I had, to, I had to. I had to. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Please. Um, essentially, her cro the crossover domination that she's been able to really take advantage of. She's not just a person who was a country singer that became a pop star. She's really like a country star and a pop star. She's not. She didn't just become a pop star and is no longer a country star. The country music community claimed her for a long fucking time. That's true. While she was trying to cross over into be becoming a pop star, and it's just because she's so talented at doing both. She really could be um, Rihanna if she wanted to, or she could be 
Dolly Parton if she wanted to. Yeah. And uh, that's a scary thing because there's nobody else like that. No other person has that ability. And that's songwriting ability. You don't just get good at that because you want to get good at that, because you have a desire to, you have a drive for success. You have a, an un- it's a craft. It's, it's a craft. It's a, it's a yeah. gift, really. You know, it's a gift. And but if you have that kind of gift, sure, you might be able to become a mogul or become something of a successful person with that gift, but you don't, it, it, your, your skill and your, uh, just the basis of what you do is in the art form and and how fucking good you are at it. So that's that's why she's not. That's a okay. So that's actually that's a really good point. And I and I agree that she's like I said, I like Taylor Swift. I do listen to her. I think she's a great songwriter. I think she can write hooks for days. And I would honestly and, and while we're talking about her songwriting, I want to talk about the most recent album. Because up until 1989, her, her second to last album, I think the artist argument was very viable. I would maybe go back and forth. The album that came out last year, Reputation, I think solidified her as a mogul musically. Because I would say, yeah, you know, she's, it's, for a while it's like, yeah, she's, you know, making these mogul moves, buying real estate, I guess, and suing people. And the thing I was trying to look up, she trademarked the phrase, this sick beat from 1989. That's what I was what? trying to remember. Yeah, she trademarked it. So those are mogul moves. But I would say that her musical output was very artistic and very much driven by artistry up until that point. The album Reputation that came out last year is uh, an album I actually like a lot. It was a pretty controversial album, but I think it's really good. I listened to the, the first, the suite of like the first four songs is a thing I listen to at the gym pretty frequently. But that album is very much aping and the musical styles of the moment. It's very trap heavy. It's very hip hop influenced. It's very much sounds like Rihanna, like Beyonce, like Travis Scott, like Future. Like it sounds like Future who's on it. It sounds like the current hot music of the day, which is not the kind of music she came up making and is not in my mind what she is deeply artistically linked to. No, definitely. And that album felt to me like she was trying to artistically claim dominance and claim power over the current sound of can music I, and I the current something? aesthetics. Yeah. That's just what white people do though. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like well, all right. Like I like mean, there's 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 pop music and whatever is the popular music which hip hop really is pop is an aspect of pop music now. Country has an aspect of pop. There's what's the Naomi Watts or uh, what's uh, not Naomi Watts? Uh, Nicole Kidman, her husband, right? Isn't he like from fucking like Australia? Yeah, Australia. He's Keith a, Urban. Keith Urban, right? He's not, like people. People look at a genre and they say, "That's something I would like." Right. To learn because they want to identify with it because it's cool to them. Maybe because their friends thought it was cool or whatever okay. it was, and that's. It. I agree with that, but Taylor Swift is so huge and so popular that I feel like she could. She can claim a new type she can set her own waves she can do what she wants she can like do like 1989 which was like her big pop breakout album was very sort of obviously 80s influence like power pop it was like right, that right, kind right. of sound so, 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 I, so i'm saying she can sort of she could still be guided by her own artistic north star and because of her sheer power and her sheer influence by doing that she could still dominate pop and change the and change what people think is the current pop sound what she did on reputation was she took what is the current the single most current pop soundscape the mm-hmm. trap rap r&b influence pop that dominates and right. she was like I want this too. 
I want to dominate this too. I want to have control over this sound as well. Because that's the most popular music at the time. Yep. Right, but that's a mogul move to do that. I think. I think. I. I and I. I really yeah. don't it's feel the like. Same and, crossover. I, and like I said, I like reputations because I actually like the, that sound. So I think she's pretty cool doing that. Sound. I yeah. like a lot of the songs on it. But that doesn't mean it feels like an authentic artistic statement okay. from her. It feels like she's claiming something as her own rather than creating something naturally and then letting the pop landscape take it. Well, let's. Uh, I want to leap on. Josh's side just for a second because I have been thinking a lot about what she has control over. And so for me, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I believe right now Josh is peeing on, oh my God, in the middle of this podcast recording, Damn. Josh just left to pee on my palm tree. When this we moved to the gazebo, <laughs> this thing went wild. It got rowdy. It got fully rowdy. He didn't even say anything. He we're just we're walked we're away. We're doing a party. He was trying we're to in the middle of debating <laughs> him on his side, and he just left. He was trying. He was trying on my palm tree. He was trying. Actually, I think he peed on my pile of wood for my fire. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's that's. What do you think that is? It's dark out here, man. Yeah, it is dark out Josh, here. Josh, did you think you would do that and Dan would just <laughs> ignore it? <laughs> what do was you know who I am? What was the mindset there? Wait, 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 wait. You peed. There is literally, that is like a piece of plastic guide, guarding a wood pile from the water, and you peed on top of it. Next to it, there's, there's oh a bush. Oh my here. god! That's a. Bu- is this not a bush? This this want this vine wall. That's that's all. Oh my god! Wow. Let me talk this about thing is, this. <laughs> this thing is on another level at the gazebo. <laughs> this is really good. Okay, so 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 so. What Taylor Swift? Let's talk about her musical process, because what Taylor Swift does is she writes general songs on her piano, or she meets with people and talks about the experiences in her life. Uh, like I was just reading about her and Jack Antonoff's uh, creative relationship. Uh, she like they sort of talk about what's going on in her life, and then they craft uh, a song about it, right? Like that is a, a basic sound, right? Like very simple, uh, very motivated by chords, and very motivated by lyrics. And then a pop producer of some note, whether that be Jack Antonoff or Max Martin, uh, layers on that music. And often they will change uh, the content of it in creating it and crafting it towards a pop sound, right? So, like, I think that was proved most notably in Ryan Adams's cover of 1989 from Top to Bottom. He released an album that sort of indie-splained Taylor Swift's <laughs> pop music to people, and it took it and it, and it stripped it down to its essential chords and lyrics, and released what is a pretty great indie record uh, using all that was based in Taylor Swift's music. So, if we think of what Taylor Swift's contribution is to that stuff, she crafts the sound and the lyrics and like. A basic, you know, structure of chorus, um, 
verse, verse chorus, bridge, bridge chorus, chorus, you know, uh, and, and then, then a team of great pop producers extrapolate that into the sounds of today. So is Taylor Swift the one making those choices is my question? Yeah. Well, okay. So look. Yeah, that's a very good point. And the thing I said at the top is that Taylor, the fact that Taylor writes a lot of her own music is the clearest indicator of being an artist that we have here. And I really do think she ha was an artist for a long time. Um, in terms of what you... Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair. She does write her own music. She does craft her own sound. I just think... It's she because it's like you said, she is choosing the sound of the album. She is crafting it. And the sound of the most recent album felt more motivated to me by a desire to exert dominance and control over the current landscape of music versus her previous albums, which felt like they were her expressing herself artistically and the landscape of music sort of twisted and shifted around to make space for her. I feel like mm -hmm. that was the turn. Like a blank space. That, like a blank space. And I mm -hmm. feel like that was the turn I saw with the release of Reputation. That's why I think Reputation was such a controversial album, why so many people didn't like it. It is, again, part of why I do like it, because I just like that sound that she's aping in the, in the, in the, and I think she does it well. But I think it is coming from a different place and a more power-hungry, for lack of a better term, place than her other work, which is coming from a more purely emotional songwriting place. Uh, great. Um, so I want to do our features on the show real quick, unless anyone has anything to add. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is cross-media comparison, which maybe will help hone in our arguments as we uh, finish up here. Uh, so... Uh, in a cross-media comparison, we're just comparing them to someone else from the realms of pop culture. Uh, Joel, who is your cross-media comparison? All right. So my comparison actually is the most, makes the strongest argument for her being an artist of anything that I've made. But I do think it's a good comparison and an unusual one, which is uh, Charles Bukowski, the writer. Whoa. Whoa. Because, because uh, yeah, because if you read Bukowski's stuff, it, it, it's very, it's fiction, but it's very nakedly autobiographical. It's clearly a stand-in for himself in the, uh, wow, Dan just lit Dan a cigarette lit that basically lit the whole, backwards. almost lit the whole place on fire. Basically, so you look at Charles Bukowski's stuff, it's, it's not him, but it is a version of him. A fa uh, 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 We're even. Uh, are you guys listening to me at all? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are, of course. It's very difficult to, to give these to, to talk <laughs> like this when know. neither of you are even looking at me. I see him starting uh, a fire over there. I'm like, what the Yeah, he is starting on? a fire. Anyway, Charles Bukowski is doing this very thinly veiled version of himself, and it feels to me when you read his stuff about his relationships with women, about his life, it feels like he is almost accruing experiences in his own life for the purpose of very lightly fictionalizing them and writing about them. And that Whoa. strikes me as very much what Taylor does with all of her male love affairs. I, yeah. I feel like you look through all, a lot of her hit songs, it's about John Mayer. It's about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. The new album has one that's about, um, what's she his name? Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's wow. the uh, We Are Never Getting Back Together guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, listen to your like indie band that's so much cooler than mine is a song is a thing. Yeah. Like. And on the new album, she has one about um, what's the British guy that she was dating? The guy from One Direction, Harry Styles. N yeah, she has one about that in 1989. On Reputation, she has one about the, 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 the other British guy. Calvin Harris? No. Yes, yes. But the, that guy's Scottish. The other guy. The British guy post-Calvin Harris. 
Oh, oh, oh uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. She has a wow. she has she has a Tom. Yeah, Dan, you are well versed. She has a, I she, did. She, she has she she has a Tom Hiddleston song on Reputation called Delicate, in my opinion. So it's like so I just think she's doing a lot with Bukowski does where she is living her life, living kind of a you know a, a life full of experiences, but it almost feels like the experiences are in service of the very thinly veiled fictional versions that she writes for her art in the same way as, as him. It feels like the, yeah. the experiences are in service of the art rather than vice versa that's is how a, it reads. That's a fundamental question about Taylor Swift in Artist yeah. vs. Mogul. Is she dating because she's just an artist who loves and is she's just in her 20s and is just dating and she just happens to date some of the most famous men in the world? Or is she doing it in a crafted way uh, like Charles Bukowski perhaps did? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Josh, who's your cross-media comparison? It's so perfect. It's so fucking perfect. So, great. since I'm arguing artist, you guys have had great, great mogul points, and, you know, that's why we argue these people that we talk about, because, you know, it's it's up in the air. It's really not concrete. Um, but if Taylor Swift is a songwriter by heart, that means she's an artist by heart, in my opinion. And when I use this cross-media comparison of someone who's an athlete by heart, and it doesn't matter what sport they play, doesn't matter if he's trying to do trap music or country music, or in his case, football or baseball, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Bo Jackson was at the top of his game. He was the undeniable best athlete in the world. Yeah. Best football player, maybe. Best baseball player, maybe. Best athlete in the world. And yeah. That's and a beast in Tecmo Super Bowl. If you ever played that Nintendo game, I've maybe that's dating that myself. Oh, oh man, he's shit. the best. He's the best. Even, I didn't even know Bo Jackson was on any games. Yeah, he is, oh. and he is untackleable. Oh God, what? Uh, that's an N64 game or like no, Super Nintendo? Nintendo. 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 Wow. Nintendo. Yeah. God. OG. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I need to play that because that's crazy. So my cross media comparison, and I find myself keep arguing artists. My cross media comparison is Lena Dunham. Uh, Part of the uh, Swift gang for a time. Exactly. And so what it is is like what I don't like about the way in which Taylor Swift is talked about, and I read a lot of like hot take alerts as I was reading, is people fucking hate her in like a way that feels so mean. Like it feels She's a powerful woman. I know, and it feels unquestioned, but it's also women. a lot of women talking about how her brand of being a woman is not an acceptable way to be a woman. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's also a lot of men being like... Well, no, I, I, I mean, I think it goes both ways. I think yeah. I think just powerful women, successful women, have it harder from both sides of the coin. I think yes. I think women Agreed. and men are much more critical of, of powerful women... Than men. I mean, that's. I, uh, I think 100%. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, oh, I, my also cross media comparison is also cilantro. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's either Lena Dunham or cilantro, and that you love it or hate it. <laughs> you know, and it's a, a very small su- subsection who are like deeply indebted to it. I love cilantro, it's my favorite herb. That's something maybe that would. Wow, your that's favorite herb. That's a hot take. It is a hot take. Um, but, uh, so for me, um, Lena Dunham in that, like, their brand of white feminism is often heavily critiqued for not being perfect enough. 
and uh, for the general hatred they engender from all across the board. Interesting. I like it. Uh, I like it. Uh, all right, we are uh, running out of time, so I'd love to do... 37. 37. Oh, I'd love to do... Well, let's just skip alternate binary here because we should probably wrap it up. Sure. Um, I would love to get final thoughts here. Um, what... I don't know if... I, I actually found myself arguing uh, artists quite a bit here, which is not what I plan to do. Uh, but maybe it's because Josh's arguments were generally so bad. Oh, uh, so bad. <laughs> I had to jump on his side. Uh, but, okay, uh, let's go around the horn. Joel, uh, are you locked in? Uh, do you still believe Mogul? I'm, a I'm not sure, actually, um, because I've been arguing artists as well. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to decide. Can we go to Josh? Yeah. Josh, what do you feel? Oh man, just jump, just throw it in my court. All right. Um, you you know how I tend to tend to lean. I'm I'm open. It's just maybe I'm a bigger person than the two of you. Yeah, more, that's more probably likely. It. You're taller. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I but I do. Uh, you know. I I think that at the core of just how I see people. That I I can't I can't just switch to that mogul shit for Taylor even though she's she's making the best out of her situation and uh, there probably are other other characters in her in her camp that are that are maybe spearheading some of the moves that are making her kind of seem like this just greedy mogul bitch but she's not that she's not that she's a songwriter who knows that. She can do anything she puts her mind to, and I think that's what she's driven by, not by she can make as much money as she wants. Mm. She's an artist. Great. Um, I'll go next, Joel. We'll leave you in the balance. Um, in the Look What You Made Me Do music video, Taylor Swift was filmed taking a bath in a bathtub full of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Go on. <laughs> and if anyone takes a bath in a bathtub full of diamonds, <laughs> they are a mogul. <laughs> it is just what they are. So I am, even though I found myself arguing artists, bathtub of diamonds trumps everything. Taylor Swift is a mogul. All right. So I've been thinking about this for the last, like, you know, th two minutes while you guys were talking. And, you know, you listening. I was not listening. I was just thinking about my own stuff. Um, okay, cool. And basically, here's where I'm at. Taylor has made a lot of mogul moves in the last few years. She apparently is buying a lot of real estate. She's very litigious. She sues people constantly. She might sue us. Um we hope. She does all these weird branding things with Target and UPS. But those things, I mean, the real estate, ha I feel like, is due, due to her financial advisors telling her that they can make money by using her name. Hell the yeah. uh, other stuff she's doing, the litigious stuff, is that I feel like that's kind of her, you can say that's maybe her agents, that's maybe her managers. The fact is, as Josh was saying, she came up writing songs and she still writes songs and the songs that she writes are personal 
they're not just about whatever. They're about heartbreak. They're about disappointment. They're about the specific men that have come in and out of her life. And I feel like even now with how many mogul moves that she's making and how huge she is, it's so easy to see her in this one way, which is the way I was seeing her, which is the way I had the whole speech at the beginning planned out all day because I felt like that was like the foolproof explanation. It's easy to put her in this box, but if we really look at what has built her and, and what has made her and why she's a success and why I think she'll continue to be a success when maybe the Katy Perry's and some of the other pop stars have flamed out, it's because she's an artist. And, and, and Josh has convinced me. Wow. I love it, you guys. Uh, this is... This is why we do this, you know, <laughs> is for the shift. This is why yeah. we practice. No, this is a real shift. This was this was, this is a shift for me. I, I, uh, I really do. I really believe it. I think I think when the core of what you do is something artistic like that, is writing lyrics and writing songs, and when that has remained the through line through your career, all the other stuff is sort of it's just it's just well, it's just dudes named Chad in suits <laughs> at like CAA making right. phone calls on yeah. her behalf. I mean, that's not, I don't know if that's her. I feel like yeah. but the songs are her and that's all we know. Great. Well, guys, uh, what a great episode. Uh, my wood pile is ruined. <laughs> I ruined Wait, Josh's what? lucky cigarette. What, what happened to the wood pile? You peed on it, man. <laughs> you peed on it. Uh, but gosh, and we decided the ruling is final. Taylor Swift is an artist. Thank you. We'll see you next week. But you can make me Dive bar on the east side, where you at? Phone lights at my nightstand in the black. Come here, you can meet me in the back. Dark jeans and your Nikes, look at you. Oh, damn, never seen that color blue. Just think of the fun things we could do Cause I like you Listen for the best My reputation's never been worse so You must like me for me Yeah, I want you We can't make any promises now, can we be? Is it chill that you're in my head? Cause I know that it's delicate Is it cool that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? Cause I know that it's delicate
Is it too soon to do this? Yeah. Cause I know 